Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Workday Physique. I'm your host as usual, Ajitesh, and today's episode is a recording of an IG Live that I did yesterday. I hope you find it useful. Today we are talking coping with stress and fatigue during a fat loss phase, during a weight loss phase. And before we get started, I just wanted to clarify one thing that this does not apply to people, does not apply to athletes who are trying to lean down to a very, very low body fat level. All right. So if you're someone who's trying to do that, that, that is something that requires a different approach because you're trying to get down to very inhumanely low levels of body fat. And for that, you need to reach out somewhere else. So this life is specifically for people, for the general population who are trying to drop body fat, look great in clothes, uh, feel good about your body, li- live a healthy life, and but they're facing some issues with fatigue or stress uh, when it comes to sustaining that process. All right, so let's get cracking. The first thing that you need to ask yourself if you're experiencing, and by the way, if you have any queries, any questions at any time, feel free to drop a comment in the comment box or in the questions thing over there, and I'll answer them. All right. Um, so the first thing that you need to ask yourself, if you have been experiencing stress or fatigue for a very long time, is that why is this stress happening? Where is the source for the stress or fatigue? All right. And the way you can go about this is to write things down, because a lot of the times the things that you think could be the reason for the stress are not necessarily the reasons for the stress. So sometimes people feel that it's probably because of the workload that I'm feeling stressed, but whereas it could just be because you're having some kind of relationship trouble, all right? Or it could be because you are exercising so much that you are at the gym all the time, you're doing a lot of cardio, you're playing a sport, but you're not realizing that that is what is causing you stress. Or it could be because you're just not sleeping well enough. And the only way to figure this out would be to write it down. Okay, write down, go back to last month and think of what were the things um, that were happening, which were causing you to feel off. All right, what are the changes that you have made so far? All right, and a recent technique that I have implemented with my clients, and this is something that I came across very recently because I've been working with a business mentor and we do a monthly business review of what has been going on in the past month. And I thought this was a great way to add into the check-in process. And instead of having a normal check-in, like I do every week with clients, I started to implement, this is, this is a very recent thing. So instead of just having a check-in, so I have started implementing a monthly review. So where you can look back on the previous month, assess your goals and assess the things that you did, assess the way you felt, Uh, your current barriers and all the different things that you worked upon or the different things that did not work out. And then you can go back and reflect upon what were the things and what kind of results you're getting from the different things that you did. All right. So it's a very nice way to journal, I would say, at the end of every month. And if you're particularly feeling very stressed or fatigued and you're not able to figure out why that is so, I think doing an exercise like this would benefit you greatly. All right. And if you'd just like to use the form that I use for my clients, you can just DM me the word review and I'll send you the Google form link to you. You can use it yourself and you can figure out uh, if, you know, there is something uh, which you are not able to figure out just by thinking already. If you write it down, usually you'll be able to pinpoint the exact problem. 
So if you're feeling very stressed, very fatigued for a very long period of time, I would say take some time to journal and exactly pinpoint where this stress or fatigue is coming from. And a lot of the times it is also related to your mindset in the way that if you have experienced this in the past while trying to lose weight and you feel like every time I try to lose weight, I just you know feel so drained because I just need more food. I feel so uh, low energy that if you if you have reinforced that pattern and even if you're doing different things this time, but you're going into the process, assuming that you will feel the same way it is very likely that you will experience similar symptoms, although uh, it may not actually be happening because you have preconditioned yourself to think that, you know, I'm going into this process, but every time I try to lose weight, I'm always so fatigued. I'm always so tired. So you go into the process thinking that, and that is what you end up experiencing. It is in a way uh, you could say, uh, I can't recall the word, uh, a self-fulfilling prophecy, all right? So if you go into the process already assuming that is what just you experience. So that could be one thing, but all of these things you can only figure out if you have taken the time to write them down, put the thoughts from your head into paper and figure out exactly what is causing the problem. It is, is it because of work? Is it because you are exercising too much? Is it because you have some kind of uh, other life stressor in the form of some relationship problem? some issue with a family member, it could be anything. So you need to figure out where the source of the stress is. And once you figure it out, you can take steps to tackle that. All right. So the first step is definitely awareness and figuring out if, if the mindset is a problem in the issue. All right. And if your stress is being caused by being overwhelmed by the amount of exercise, the amount of focus you are having to put into your nutrition, all right. If you feel that there's so much work, I have to track my calories, I have to get my steps done, I have to go to the gym five days a week, and that is causing overwhelm. So what I suggest is having a sort of a dial approach to your exercise and nutrition instead of having a switch approach. All right. So what that means is instead of thinking of your uh, exercise and your nutrition in terms of a switch where you are either on or off. All right. So if I'm on, I have to be tracking my nutrition app to be doing 10,000 steps a day, going to the gym every other day and two hours of workouts every single day. So if you think of it in that way, then you're, you'll feel very overwhelmed when things get very hectic in your life. But if you think of it in terms of a dial approach, like like a fan regulator or a, or the dial of a microwave oven, then you can adjust the dial from zero to 100 depending on your life circumstances. So if your life is very hectic, it's very stressful, you can dial your exercise and nutrition down, not to zero maybe, because then it's again like off, right? You may dial it down to 30 or 20. And then when you have more off time, you can dial it back up to like 60, 70, right? So it's a very adaptable kind of uh, approach and that leads to less of you know feeling overwhelmed over time because you know that if there is more stress I, I just need to do the bare minimum and I think I spoke of this in one of the previous lives where I said that you need to have some sort of a floor for yourself all right because when you have a ceiling for yourself you can do as much as you want but a lot of people they don't set a floor for themselves a baseline where below which they're not going to come down all right so if you don't have that, 
you will just go back down to zero. But if you set your flow to something very manageable, like I just need to do 3000 steps a day if I don't have the time. I just need to eat enough protein if I don't have time to track my calories. And you just stick to those things on the very tough days and try not to do as much as possible, you know, things beyond your capability, it's less likely that you will feel very overwhelmed. All right. So try to do that. Try to set a floor for yourself instead of trying to do everything at once and think of exercise and nutrition in terms of a dial approach. So you can go back down to zero or you can tune it up to 100 depending on your life circumstances. All right. So that is if you're feeling very overwhelmed. All right. The other reason why you could be feeling stress and fatigue is because you have been just dieting for a very, very long time. And this happens to some people, not to a lot of people, because a lot of people feel that, you know, I eat so less. I've been eating so less for so long. But when they actually start tracking their food intake, they realize that it is not uh they, that they have not been eating as less as they ha they think they have been. So this is the case for a very few people that some people, they just tend to go on these diets where they have dropped weight and they like stay at those low calories for a very long period of time. And trying to lose body fat, trying to lose weight is just a form of additional stress for your body, right? Your body doesn't like to be under stress. So weight loss is just a form of stress. And if you stay under that stress for a very long period of time, your body is going to adapt to that. And then you have to increase your calorie, decrease your calories even further to continue losing weight. So if you subject your body to this stress for a very long period of time, it just becomes chronic. All right. And then you start experiencing symptoms of fatigue. So if that is you, if that is what has been happening in your case, what needs to be done is very simple. You need to reverse the process. You need to start incorporating more food into your diet, more calories into your diet so that you can bring your food intake to something that is more sustainable, that gives you more energy, that makes you feel uh, more alive in a way. Okay, less fatigued. All right. So diet fatigue is a very real thing. People who diet for years at, a, at one go, they usually don't realize it. But they get so used to eating less that it takes a toll on their body. It takes a toll on their mental health, their physical health. So you should not be dieting for very long. Um, I would say after like three, four or five months of continuous dieting at most, you can you should take a diet break. OK, it could be even earlier than that. All right. So a diet break would be a time time period when you bring back up your food intake to something more reasonable to some some place where you're not dropping weight. You stay there for a while and let your body, you know, uh, adjust to that get, let your body take some time off from your weight loss phase and then you can go back to that phase and then start dropping weight again so all right so you have to incorporate some kind of diet break into your routine if you are someone who is trying to drop weight for a long period of time and not try to do it at a stretch and especially if you're feeling the signs of fatigue if you especially if you're feeling like your weight has been stalling you need to uh take some time off that is just a sign. Okay, that's your body telling you you should be doing that. Um, it is time for a short break. If you have liked the episode so far, please take a moment to pause and share it with just one friend. The podcast has been growing rapidly all thanks to your support and you sharing it is what lets me impact the lives of more people like you. Thank you in advance. Now back to the episode. 
Another thing you need to take care of is that when you reverse diet back, that is you are taking a diet break, a lot of people, they tend to just completely let go of the systems they had built to just drop their body weight. Okay, they tend to just uh, let go of their nutrition. They feel like they should completely take 100% time off. And what that does in this case is that you tend to forget that this is part of the process, right? A diet break is not not going off your nutrition completely because when you do that you'll gain back a lot of your weight and then you'll again have to go resort to extreme measures to lose that weight so that resort that 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 leads to your yo-yo dieting cycles but you have to keep in mind that going on a diet break just means that you're adding extra food so that your body can recover but you're doing this in a controlled sustainable manner so try to do that all right if you're feeling that you have been dieting for too long incorporate a diet break add some extra calories and that will i think resolve the issue all right if you're taking a diet break it should last for like two weeks three weeks and you should feel much better depending on how long you have been dieting usually two to three weeks if you've been dieting hard for a couple of months and you feel fatigued but if it has been going on for years then probably a little longer, right? Till you feel much better. You'll feel the difference, okay, after a while. And then you need to, you can, you can, you can go back to your uh, older diet. The next thing that you need to focus on is that focus on things that get you results. Don't, don't try to do things which don't get you results. And the Pareto principle, this applies for everything, right? 80% of your results come from 20% of your efforts. And if you can double down on those 20% uh, things that get you results, uh, you're going to be much less exhausted. All right. So if you're at the gym every single day, if you are there, uh, hi, Shreya. Uh, so if you're at the gym every single day trying to do as much as possible, okay, and you are trying to do uh, other things on the other days, okay, you're playing a sport, you're doing probably a martial art, you're also doing yoga, you're doing everything all at once, but your main goal is losing weight. Then, then your, your effort is like so distributed out thin that you're not able to focus on the things that actually get you results, but you're just draining your own energy reserves, right? So what you need to instead focus on is the 20% of things that get you results, which in case of weight loss is, are your activity levels throughout the day high? Are you eating lesser food than you are burning? And is it excessively less? Then you need to bring food back up. All right. So just enough so that you're dropping body weight and activity levels should be high. All right. Are you eating enough vegetables? Are you eating enough fiber? You know, enough whole foods so that you keep feeling fuller. So if you're taking care of these three, four baseline things and you're doubling down your efforts into these places, you will see results. But a lot of people, they tend to focus on things which don't get them results. Like, you know, I'll work out at the gym three hours a week, three hours a day, seven days a week because that burns calories. But these are just all misconceptions, right? So you, you, you must be able to figure out what gets you results the minimal dose that gets you results and just double down on those few one to two things. Okay. And if you have any kind of, you know, trouble figuring out those things for your weight loss progress, just need to DM me the word weight loss and I'll see if I can help you out. Then besides this, something very simple, make sure you're getting enough sleep. And this is highly overlooked because people think weight loss is just like exercise, nutrition, exercise, nutrition, but your sleep often is the main culprit when it comes to 
the source of your stress. Okay, it, it, It's most likely that you're not prioritizing it because a lot of people that I've spoken to in recent times, they tell me that I go to sleep at 4 a.m. in the morning, 3 a.m. in the morning. And it's crazy because they also have a day job. All right? It's not like they're a shift worker. So if you're doing that to your body over time, how I like to look at it is that you will start to accumulate sleep debt. Okay, just like you have debt with money, you'll have sleep debt. And then over time, this sleep debt just like accumulates till there comes a time when you experience just like burnout and you crash and burn. Then you have to take two weeks off, three weeks off, go on a vacation and shut out everything before you recover, right? You don't want that to happen. So prioritize sleep. And the most important thing in this case is reduce screen time at night. All right, because right now you're watching me on a screen. All right. It's it's not very close to bedtime for a lot of people, but at least two hours before bed, you want to shut down all kinds of screens because your body runs um, in this rhythm, right? Like a, like a 24 hour day night cycle rhythm. So when it's daytime, your body thinks that you sh it should have exposure to bright light. But at nighttime, if you're giving it that exposure, now it's confused. Like, is it night? Is it day? Should I go to sleep? So there are a lot of mechanisms that go on here. So at night, you want to keep things nice, warm, dark around you. All right. In terms of lighting. And in the morning, you want to go expose yourself to sunlight so that your body's clock, biological clock is in sync with your surroundings, with your environment, so that you're able to sleep properly. And then when you go to sleep at night, make sure you're doing relaxing activities. Like you take a shower, you make sure that the temperature of the room is cool. Okay, you listen to like nice, soft music. Okay, don't hype yourself up by listening to like really crazy um, hype music before you go to bed. Don't do your workout right before bed. Don't do these crazy, uh, very high energy things before bed. Okay. Before bed, you want to be very relaxed. And in the morning, you want to, you know, expose yourself to light, do things which keep you active. Okay. So don't reverse the things. And if your sleep is on point, a lot of things will be taken care of. So make sure that is on point before you start, you know, looking for supplements, looking for things to relieve stress, because a lot of people just straight away resort to supplements. Like there, there are so many, you know, medical herbs, um, medicinal herbs, um, aids that are available to help you sleep better. But if you're not taking care of these simple things, like no screens before sleep, um, making sure you're getting daylight sun exposure, right? Things like that. Then resorting to those things is not going to solve your issue. All right. So keep that in mind, take care of your sleep. And that is, that is not the only thing. Like when you are exposed to your screens throughout the day, you might've realized it, that you will accumulate screen fatigue. Okay. You just feel so tired because you're staring at that screen throughout the day. And especially if you're someone who likes to read books and I'm a huge proponent of, you know, ebooks. Now, a lot of people read ebooks on their phone screens, iPads. Don't do that. Okay. You should invest in a Kindle. I can't recommend, recommend this enough because this is, this is just like digital ink. So it does not have screen glare. It doesn't give you screen fatigue. This is just like reading on paper. So you need to get a Kindle or read on paper. So if you're a very avid reader, try not to read on screens because you're already staring at screens like throughout the day. If you're, if you're a social media addict, try not to keep just continuously scrolling, you know, just set a limit for your social media time, like one hour, then shut it off. 
All right. Because this is something I have personal experience as well, because I have to be very active on social media because this is like a very primary channel for me, for the brand. And uh, it, it does. I, I experience that fatigue myself. So I understand like what could be happening if you're like continuously on the screen. So you need to set boundaries for yourself and make sure that you actually adhere to them. All right. So screen fatigue is very real. Try to take care of that. And if you think that chronic stress, chronic fatigue has become like a pattern for you, that you are always experiencing this, that this is something that is always there. You also need to ask yourself if you're taking care of yourself, are you doing enough self-care activities, you know, besides things that take you to your goals? All right. Are you doing things that you actually enjoy? All right. So you need to like actively take care of this. So if you feel that you don't take time out to devote to self-care, you need to set goals for that as well. All right. Before each month, tell yourself like these are the three things I'll do for self-care. All right. So if you if you want a review sheet, which I was talking about earlier, where you can figure out and review your past month's progress at the end, there is also a space for self-care activities. So you need to figure out three things. What do you, what did you like to do? Would you like to go out with friends on the weekend? Would you like to do something else? Would you like to go join and join an art class? It could be anything. And then, you know, you need to like actually action those. And the next month when you come back and review that, you'll be able to figure out, did I actually take care of myself the way I schedule, the way I plan to do? All right. So you need to make this an active part of the process. Otherwise, if you just let things be, uh, you will just keep repeating the same mistakes, the same patterns will keep recurring. So if you're experiencing chronic stress and fatigue, these could be the various reasons because of which you're experiencing it. And the different reasons would have a different approach to tackle them. All right. So if you've joined right now, then you can go back and watch this video. All right. And if you'd like the worksheet, to review your past month, just DM me the word review and I'll send you the Google Sheet link, sorry, Google Forms link, and then you can fill it up. You can review your past month, figure out what you need to do for your next month, and then you will have a very clear agenda, all right? And you'll be able to figure out what actually went wrong. Because unless and until you write things down, it becomes very difficult for you to figure figure out what's, what's going on, like if it's just in your head, all right? I hope that made sense. And... Um, if there are any questions, I will take them. Let me just go through. There are no questions, so that's great. Then, all right, uh, I'm closing the live. This will be available in my page and also will be available as a podcast as soon as I can put it out. And I'll see you next time. Thank you for joining and bye-bye. Good night. If you found this episode to be useful, please leave a rating on the podcast app you're listening on right now. And share this episode with a friend who you think will benefit from it. I'll see you again very soon. Until then, stay tuned, stay safe and stay consistent.